0: Yeah, he just got back from Peru. Peru. He was a world record, right?
1: Uh master measured yesterday. It'll be number one when I submit it. What is it? What was it? It's a whitetail. Peru. It's a, I didn't know they had that. In it's prayer. like
0: a, a mini mini white tail. We're going from one extreme to the other. It's right. like it's smaller species? Or it's, one of them?
1: It's not the smallest, but it's the furthest south species. Huh. There's two in Peru. There's a coastal and there's a uh, the mountain, Andes mountain. I got the Andes, drew up short on the coastal. What kind of rifle did you run? Thirty out you? six. You can't take your own guns down there. That's crazy. But they look like a coos deer. Yeah, that's what I was going to say.
2: Just look like a smaller coos deer. Mm-hmm. If that's even possible to think about, coos
1: but they are had, pretty small. He had so much fat when I skinned him out. The back fat was like that on him. Yeah, I and mean, he was it was incredible, just what so did, fat. What did what age did they put that at? He was seven and a half.
2: Say so it looks old. It's crazy. Uh, last year out here, uh, we killed a different subspecies of whitetail, and it was the day before I got my dad to shoot a cold bug I've been after for a long time. Well, he used to not be a cold bug. He's just like thirteen years old, really going downhill, and he finally got to where he just didn't care anymore, and he was just standing at all the stands. And I was like, kill that bastard! You know, it's time. He needs to go. So he shot it. It filled dressed. Or I don't remember what it felt dressed, but on the hoof it was like two fifteen, and we had it hanging up because you know since we started doing all our own stuff we're hanging them now, and then that bucky the bucky shot the next morning, uh, we had it at five and a half six and a half I don't remember I think it's six and a half, but he had them hanging up next to each other and it it made it look like a fucking like a three year old like it just, and I'm like. You know, it had all the features and we checked the teeth and everything. And I'm like, what is this? It was even different color than everything, which kind of didn't really screw dad because it ended up being mature and everything. But it was, dad was like, this thing is huge. It's a huge nine point. Well, without just like knowing uh, there is a big nine point over there last year, I'm like, oh yeah, kill him. You know, he's six and a half. So he smokes it and he, then he texts me, he's like, I don't know what this is. It's not. The body is like it's a midget deer. (laughs) I'm like, what are you talking about? So he brings it up here, which I got a picture somewhere of them hanging up. And it literally, it's like it's just like a midget deer. And I started doing some research. Well, it's just a different subspecies from like further south, basically. What it boils down to. It's pretty crazy. So today we have. Aaron Anderson, and I don't forget your name, so let's start that over. <laughs> I know it's Brandon, but I forgot your last name. Bredermeyer. Bredermeyer. Say that again? Bredermeyer. 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 I'm going to fuck that up. It's I'm hour. just going to say y'all's we, first names.
0: Hey, we, we, we call them BB. Right, BB? So, <laughs> BB. <A-A-B-B. laughs> got it easy. <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay, we're going to start that part over. Are you ready? Yeah. <laughs> Do you, you want me to do the whole welcome to TPH podcast? Blah, blah, blah. You want to? You don't have to. I kind of do now because it's like a thing. Do it. you <laughs> waiting on. <laughs> Whatever. I'm just not going to do it. I don't want to do it anymore. No Today we have Aaron and Brandon. I'm not going to say all the last names. Well, oh, I can do his A A and B B. Well, your names will be on the little <laughs> fancy <laughs> picture that he'll put up.
3: You get to point down. Like it's down Oh here. Uh. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Well, you said that in the last one, you're like, I'll put it up right here, and you didn't do it. Oh, it's there. The, Travis? Mm-hmm. I didn't see it. Were you on your phone?
3: Mm-hmm. Should have popped up top right corner. YouTube. That's
2: Fail. Which should have been there. <laughs> Anyways, so, Well, when this episode airs, Dove season will be starting, what, two days from then?
3: It'll be on, well, first, right? First yeah. Wednesday?
2: No, first is Thursday. Thursday.
3: Isn't it? So the next day it'll be.
2: So we wanted to get some subject matter experts in here to talk about shotguns and all that. And we'll also kinda So my thoughts on this is you know, we'll do this one with both of y'all and then we'll have y'all individually in to talk about like your background. Aaron's super nervous right now. <laughs> <laughs> talk about your backgrounds and get into more on that. But I just wanted we wanted to do one about it's all about shotguns since dove season and all that and again i would refer to y'all as subject matter experts so i guess my first question would be if i'm say i'm gonna start dove hunting this year you know me being a adult and i'm gonna go buy a new shotgun what would y'all what would y'all's recommended recommendation be
1: aaron what'd you say coming out here <laughs>
2: Well, it depends on your budget for one,
0: yeah. um, and it's whether you want to over and under mm-hmm. pump, si- side by side semi. Um, so
2: re- re- there's
0: really a lot of factors before I can just
2: bring your microphone closer. There's
0: a there's too many like, right? I mean, the most common one I'd say Beretta, uh, like A three hundred, A four hundred.
2: I know you've always, you know, had high thoughts about those particular shotguns
0: yeah i um i will say uh, after hunting in heart like a little bit more harsh environments mm-hmm. um like we did a goose hunt uh last year and it was freezing temperature i mean my beard was all frozen it was bad my beretta froze up i really? i had a single shot i essentially had a seventeen hundred dollar <laughs> single shot and everybody else that was running benellis or yeah. you know getting full use of the gun so i've since switched back to my uh my m one super ninety really and, uh, but yeah, I still think, uh, as long as you're not hunting, like, you know, super harsh environments, I still think Beretta. Yeah. auto is probably the the best bang for your buck.
2: Um, so, I mean, as far as caliber goes, uh, it's called gauge, sir. Man, yeah, whatever. <laughs> I'm just used to talking about mainly stuff like raffles. <laughs> Here we go. So, yeah. <laughs> as far as that goes, say, I'm gonna get into just dove hunting. Okay. Would you still? Would you recommend a 12 gauge? Would you say 20, 20 gauge, 16, 32, 410?
1: Man, I think it's up to the hunter. I mean, <laughs> at the end of the day, the most common one is 12, so that's right. what most people are gonna start with. Yeah. I mean, my preference is a 28. I I won't shoot yeah. anything but a 28. But
0: yeah, I would. I I be. Mean, I have a old Beretta 20 gauge. That I I shoot. If I don't shoot my 12 gauge side by side. Yeah. Um, which I really enjoy shooting. Uh, but like out here, you see a lot of sub gauge stuff. Like yeah. any, anything below your you 12 gauge. Yeah. Um, it's it's a lot more, what would you say? Like, um, it's a lot more like gentleman style hunting out here. Oh, of course. I mean, <laughs> like, a, like, you know, I've been around shotguns for the majority of my life. Never seen a 32 gauge until I started working yeah. at Alley on the yeah. weekends. I was like, what in the heck is this? Yeah. Um, but yeah, there seems a lot of that. I, I personally, um, we have good dove numbers. I'd be shooting like a four ten or twenty eight or anything other than a twelve. But
1: and that's one thing that we're blessed with out here is is yeah. good bird hunting. Yeah. really and truly, there's it's it don't make much sense other than the fact there's a lot of farmland. But really and truly, there's a lot of dove out in
2: this area. Yeah,
1: it, this isn't anything it's like really dove hunting in Georgia, where they're scattered out right. all over the country yeah. and everything. You need the twelve gauge then. Yeah, because you might only see three. Yeah, I mean the the.
0: Generally, the dove hunting in like in this area where I you know I hunt just down the road in Saint Lawrence, mm-hmm. um, it's generally all right. Yeah, uh, the last couple of years have been kind of a little bit more right. rough, but still better than anywhere else. Yeah. It's, it's, you know, except for you know you and I both separate times, but we went to Lubbock last year and uh, hunted with Crooked Wing, and uh, man, I hadn't seen doves like that north of the border like never really? ever. It's it, incredible. It was. Uh, I brought a flight of shells and we ran out in like fifteen minutes. Because there are just tons of ringnecks, which you know the, no, no limit on them. right uh, it was it was absolutely insane <laughs> i mean i I I, don't, we, I' I I will not pay to dove hunt just because I can hunt at like my place or right. friends' places I would pay to go there in a heartbeat yeah. it was that much fun
2: What uh was it hunting over some kind of grain field?
0: my sorghum it would be funny we'd be hunting and the wind would change and we'd get like a whiff of of something it would, like smell like marijuana. And we're we're driving out a different way we came in is a hemp field. Oh, oh really? Right? Yeah, yeah. Huh? <laughs> it was
2: some nefarious things going on over yeah, there. Oh, yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah, but uh, yeah, it was great. I mean, it was it was it was great hunting.
2: So as far... Okay, you know, gauge. I don't like saying that. Just depending upon like probably personal preference. Uh, what about ammo availability nowadays? Man, it's. Um, Whatever yeah. you can get. Yeah.
0: yeah, yeah. I mean, even working at Ally, I mean, yeah. we don't have. Yeah. It's I like it I, be, I mean preference. Um, I mean, I like I, you know, he makes fun of me for the shells I shoot sometimes. Sometimes I break out like six shot or something that shoot, but I like shooting pretty far away. Yeah. And, and stuff like that, but uh, seven and a half eight shot, anything from you now your twenty gauge is gonna be seven to eight ounce loads. Yeah. Um, one ounce to. I mean, some people shoot one and a quarter of, I shoot one ounce, ounce and eight.
2: So explain that real fast. I mean, you have to imagine, you know, you may have this for people that may not know nothing about it. The ounces as it pertains, like one ounce, you know, all that stuff. Like okay. explain what all that means. That's
0: the payload of the actual shot. Mm-hmm. And so your shot, the higher number on the shot based on bird shot, um, Like, in the store, you'll find, occasionally you'll find, like, nine-shot, which is very, it's it's pretty, like, you don't want to hunt with it. Right. Um, People use it for, like, skeet shooting. I like Uh, to hunt with it.
1: (laughs) You like to hunt with nine-shot? Absolutely. No way. For quail? Oh, okay, well, quail
0: hunting.
3: That's that's
1: an an elitist sport, you know. uh, (laughs) Elitist. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
3: We got the pink. We got the contrasting shirt. The
0: contrasting. Yeah. Dude, I perfect. almost wore that exact same shirt today. <laughs> <Really>? <laughs> Literally had it laid out in the bed. And I was like, eh.
2: that would have been weird walking
1: uh, in. Yeah. <laughs> we interview as a team. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
0: but uh, I don't hunt with yeah. nine shot. But
3: uh, so the so the higher the the more shot the smaller the BB is because it's the yeah the higher the, the number right. okay. yeah. yeah it's a good way to
2: say my, it. you know nine shots come counting it's been long times I have seen nine shot. It's like it looks like nothing. I mean, it's it's such a small BB. Mm-hmm. So as you go down, the larger the projectile, essentially. Which I mean, we've covered this before in a big post on TPA, as far as the you know the numbers and all that. So you, you know your shot is basically the size of the BB, in which most manufacturers' websites will give you like a visual, and there's stuff online you can find out about that. Mm-hmm. So, but you know, most people will probably want Dove hunting on a twelve gauge probably seven and a half, eight. Seven shot. and a
0: half and eight are gonna be your most common.
2: So as far as the ounce rating is that's basically essentially how much of that shot's mm-hmm. in there. It's gonna no, vary it's by gauge. Yeah. 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 So
1: most of your twelve gauge is gonna be one ounce and or an ounce and an eighth is what most mm-hmm. people are gonna shoot. Find in the store.
2: So y'all just essentially I mean, most of the time bird shot comes in two and three quarters, twelve gauge pretty common. Do they ever get up in the three-inch? Yeah. Like, like uh, well, um,
0: there's some it, it, like, non-toxic stuff. We'll, yeah. We'll, you'll see that a lot. Yeah. Um, of course, your turkey loads, which would be like yeah. five. Yeah. And, but um, I, I don't know if I've ever seen like lead three-inch, and a or.
1: I, I haven't. You know, but
0: there's some stuff at Ally. It's like heavier metal or heavier Yeah, than heavy lead. shot. Yeah, heavy yeah, shot. Yeah. And it's seven shot, and it's a three-inch. But, I mean, it's bismuth and steel blend. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna I I try it on teal this year. Yeah, and it's it's a one ounce load.
2: But. So what about 20 gauge? I mean, we're just gonna kind of touch on like more popular shit. I don't want to get into all that other stuff. Yeah. So 20 gauge would be two and three quarter. Same thing. Would you recommend same thing? Seven and a half. Mm-hmm. Yeah, seven yeah. eighths. Seven eighths or one ounce. Yeah. You can get either one and twenty. And as far as choke goes, what choke would you recommend? Oh, here's the topic. So do yeah. y'all. As far as bird hunting goes and all that, do y'all go out and pattern chokes and all that? Or are you I, just I do for uh, longer range stuff, like
0: my crane and waterfowl hunting because right. I shoot different loads and I want to. You you you're dealing with a different material in your shot, so yeah. um, like some days I shoot just solid bismuth, some days I'm shooting steel. Uh, crane hunting, I shoot let I shoot turkey loads because you shoot lead at crane. Yeah. Um, I change chokes because the lead pattern's different than my business. My business pattern's pattern's different than my steel. But dove hunting, though, no. I usually shoot. Some days I shoot my my side by side. Some days I shoot my Perazzi, um, but no, I don't pattern any of that because I I know how they shoot.
2: Right? Are they so your side by side is that like a fixed choke? Yeah, fixed it's, barrel? it's
0: IC full, I think, or IC improved mod, and then my Perazzi's fixed choked as well. It's full full, but that's why i shoot stuff a little bit further away I was saying, <laughs> that's throwing it out
2: there yeah
1: what about you man i'm to be honest i'm a light mod guy so yeah, if yeah. just bird hunting light mod and then maybe i mod or full on top depending on the conditions but for dove hunting most everything out here over a tank or in some cultivation light mod light mod perfect so let's explain that for people who may not know
2: okay the what are your most common chokes? You're probably going to get with a shotgun:
0: cylinder or skeet, which are your two most open ones. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like it changes year to year. Like I just sold a 20 gauge Beretta today, and it it came with cylinder mod and full. It came with three. Yeah, and uh, you know, opposite ends of spectrum: cylinder's more the most open, is going
1: to be your tightest, and
0: then different variants of it. Right. Um,
1: yeah, IC is going to be in the it, middle between. Mm-hmm. You know, skeet mod, right? Modified is going to be right in the middle, and then so you am I mod and light full and full yeah. after that. Basically, the more
2: for people that don't know, the more open the choke is, the less effective it is going to be at range. Exactly, because your right. pattern's opening up faster. Essentially, yeah. I would say like, and this is like we're talking strictly birdshot because this can be yeah. Ab- this changes when we start talking about other stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I
0: mean, if you get a gun that comes with an IC or improved mod, I'd probably put the IC in over the improved mod. Um,
2: so what, Okay, let's just say, let's really test your knowledge here. <laughs> let's just say it, I'm running in like a 7.5 or 8 shot. I'm running an improved cylinder, improved mod. I don't remember which one you were just talking about. Both. Okay. Uh, improved mod. What is going to be my max effective range on a Dove? as far as distance oh man it like like v- that v- within you know like not the lucky shots or you know improved mod 40
0: 50 you
1: can go further i'm on i know
0: but we're talking about like the average person right
1: yeah that's uh, like 50 yards yeah you're doable and then so
2: full chokes that's going to push you out how far before it starts to disperse too much
0: uh, oh, man. I don't know. I've killed some pretty far. Yeah. That's all yeah. I was going to say. I've gotten
1: uh, lucky at once in a while. Just takes yeah. one BB, man. Yeah. yeah guys uh, listening, y'all remember that. Yeah. yeah. Man, I <laughs> would probably say 60, I mean, 70 it, before I, I, it disperses too much. or.
0: I mean, it depends on it. With seven, seven and a half, eight, yeah, I'd say like 60, 70 probably. It'd
1: yeah, be th- interesting to. Yeah. Think about when we're breaking targets. I mean, you're. We I mean, crush pretty, stuff out there at 70 yeah, yards with them. Yeah. With full bullet. chunk. Yeah.
0: I mean, we were shooting something in Lubbock the other day that were probably pushing 90.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, some of them weren't
0: breaking. You could hear the shot hitting right. the clay, and yeah. it wouldn't break.
2: Yeah. So, so you, you know, most shotguns are coming by with three chokes, and you're basically just going to pick the one in the middle for, you know, That's a what, new beginner shooter. Absolutely. He's going dove hunting up in the morning, what have you. Seven and a half, eight shot. I mean, as far as, like, caliber recommendations, 20 or 12, or probably 12, or I would – you know, the way things are nowadays, it, it's changed my opinions on a lot of stuff where I'm just like, oh, you should probably go look, and see what ammo's available first. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. That's one thing if I was they got a bunch up. of 12, and, you know, you should probably buy a 12 gauge, which I hate shooting 12 gauges. You know, I'm a recall Nancy.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, dude, I'm going to get on this train again, man. I know I brought it up last time I was out here. I got to try the TSS stuff,
2: you know, because, yeah. you
0: know, there's there's people that are killing, like, greater canadas at 70 80 yards with four tens yeah shooting yeah. eight shot yeah i mean and just hammer them. it's all pretty those, all those turkey hunters are going to it. they're yeah. shooting nine shot yeah. and killing turkeys at 80 yards with a 410
2: yeah especially i mean it's just one i'm sure it's the same on that uh back when i was really into the shotgun spreader hunting the smaller it got the better it, it patterned essentially it yeah just i mean it stays I mean, tight yes they, so a lot of them guys are run, that are running the TSS, which I would which is for people that don't know it's like a tungsten type mm-hmm. material. Uh, one form or another, but it's really expensive to shoot. Yeah, your
0: twelve gauge is fifteen to seventeen fifty
2: a round. I can not imagine is that what that current price is? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, used to it was for double lot three inch uh, which that's heavy shot, it was um five, six dollars a round, you know. <clears throat> which, you know, I don't know why we're so, I don't mind spending that much money on rifle ammo when it comes to shotgun. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> <What>? <laughs> I, look, well, I really look down on the shotgun. <laughs> I, was like, I, I don't know. It's just not my thing. I mean, I, I like rifle shooting too, but I mean, it's just, I don't know, man. It's hard. It's hard. It's hard, I mean, it's hard for a lot of people to justify that expenditure. It's like, well, how much are you spending on the hunt? You know, as, as it pertains to turkey and all that stuff, where that really comes in play. Uh, how much do you spend on the hunt? Like, what's a? It's hard to say this, but what's a seventeen dollar shell when you spent all this other money getting there and getting that turkey in front of you? If you know it's going to smoke that some bitch, it's worth it to me. In one, especially in one round, mm-hmm. you know, as opposed to possibly taking a couple of these lower cost shells. We'll get into all that. Yeah, yeah. I get, I get sidetracked. I, mean, I mean, I mean, yeah. That that shit's got some real stake on it because it's such a heavy payload. Like it's so, so much more dense than yeah. lead and everything. I think
0: on the Apex website, there's a guy that left a review or something. He killed a coyote at 103 yards. I believe it with like four shot or three shot. It's just,
2: I mean, I wouldn't go doing that every day. But once, when I used to run shotgun and rifle, once I committed to shotgun, I didn't stop shooting till that bastard stopped moving. So it may, I may empty out the whole thing. And it didn't matter how much it cost at the moment. I just, but my furthest kill was right at ninety something yards. No, no, no. I said that wrong. My furthest knockdown was right at ninety yards. My furthest kill was seventy five. That was with that was way early on when you first started seeing tungsten kind of come on the scene. Uh with old Mossberg five hundred that was rattle canned. Uh it just it patterned so good and it was that was back when it was before heavy shot. I think I got bought out by Federal, maybe? Did I make that up? They got bought out by somebody. But that was back when it was a little bit more expensive, and uh, the cow hunters were really gravitating to it. And then, you know, nowadays they're kind of, they got bought out by somebody, and they Vista. have all kinds of stuff. So, yeah. yeah. So, anyways, let's get back to yeah. birds.
3: <laughs> well, you touched on, I mean, you guys kind of skipped over, you know, shotgun recommendations. Yeah, yeah. I need to circle back to, a to Bre- that. A, you know, The Brett A300. I'll just say, you know, shotguns under $2,000, what would you what would you steer people towards? Berettas. Yeah. What about on over-underside?
0: I'd say they start at 20 The The shotguns I'd recommend if you're buying brand new, uh, I mean, I wouldn't recommend anything less than like a Silver Pigeon. Um, yeah, they're like
1: 22 24 Yeah, hundred.
0: I just, man, I've. Are they got kind of that expensive?
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. They used to be about eighteen hundred. Just that's, years ago, that's what was in my head. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: Um, I mean, I think the quality of Browning's has gone downhill. Uh, I see a lot of broken fore ends and springs that get damaged and stuff. I mean, I, I still have the the Browning that I shot from when I was like twelve. I mean, I shot it through college. W- what little I did go to college and, uh, you know, hell, I shot it till two thousand fifteen, I guess, till I got the Perazzi. Uh, I mean, that's still a great gun. Yeah, and it's been rebuilt and stuff like that. And I don't even know if, you know, some of those guys who were working on back then even work on them anymore because it's so outsourced and right. now. But, but yeah, I like I like the Breda over Nunders. Uh,
2: as far as a good pump action, what would y'all recommend? Can't There's, beat the eight seven. No, yeah, I that's agree. what I was gonna say. Well, do they are they making them again?
0: Yeah, we have seen some new Wingmasters come out. Oh,
2: really? oh yeah that's right i just watched the video of the other day guy was covering because now they've kind of redone it a little mm-hmm. bit which is still eight seventy.
0: i mean they are gotten expensive too the,
3: the, oh i'm
2: the, sure like a
0: grand it's you like, gotta pay off all that that debt of acquiring it's like <laughs> nine, 900 to a thousand dollars for them it's Golly. insane no well, i mean <laughs> if they're if they're
3: better quality than the, the older stuff I mean, yeah it kind of went downhill there yeah. for a bit
2: so 870 on the pump action uh we covered what would you say two thousand dollars yeah Is there any is there anything that you would uh what about a do-it-all shotgun that's uh primarily predator hunting? And you know how people treat them bastards, but they're still gonna do some wing shooting. Would you would you recommend a pump, semi auto, you know, price point? What would I I'm gonna buy? We're just going to throw, like, Is it going to get taken money.
0: care of, or is it going to get thrown, like, in a toolbox?
2: Have and... you met predator hunters? I mean, is it like you, is it going to be like you, or is it going to be like me? It's going to be like me on <laughs> a shotgun.
0: Probably that, what you got right there. Yeah. <laughs> Not even joking. Yeah, I mean. I wouldn't put any wood. I wouldn't, I'd put that Magpul furniture on it. I mean, yeah. just like you did that one
2: pretty yeah. much. So you'd, you'd just say, because, I mean, predator hunters tend to just be uh, hell rough on shit, and they don't like clean guns, especially out here. That's why I'm always like, you just need to get a pump action. I mean, semi-autos are great and everything, but you have to clean the bastards. There's more
0: moving parts. You're yep. relying on the, on, you know, the gun to function, other yep. than you pumping. Yeah.
2: The the gun. So I mean, I think for this is back when I was serious about it, running a shotgun because where I lived, we had way more access. If you're running a shotgun to private land, or I mean, public land still didn't clean it i throw that bitch in the back to pick up it would stay there for weeks get rained on and everything I, just, <laughs> I don't know what it is about shotgun i just don't like them <laughs> <laughs> man I, I don't know you gotta you gotta come out and shoot with us sometimes every bro. once in a while hey back in the day a lot of people don't know this back in the day i had a shot uh clay's competition really uh, and uh i run a, a pump action for a long time until i got a sponsor and he let me borrow a i think it's a benelli I don't remember. It was semi-auto. I was like, dang, this is fancy. <laughs> I mean, there's uh, – so, I, I mean, I shoot
0: – I shoot sporting clay. I mean, predominantly we shoot, like – I don't know. There's no money to be won in sporting clays. Right. Or, I mean, you go to charity, you should have a chance of winning, like, some cool prizes and stuff like that. But uh, here as in the late, I've been, like, trying to focus a little bit more on, like, Hallease and other things. And uh, But you got to come out and try that with us
2: sometime. It's fun. Oh, I'd do it. I mean, it's, I can't – I guess it's, like, around a bicycle or something because I started wanting, and like, I went years. I did it, you know, hardcore, then got into predator hunting. I just quit wing shooting or clay shooting or anything. And then I just put it completely down for a couple of years. And when we moved out here, I was like, I'm going to start bird hunting. You know, there's more birds out here than there was in North Texas, obviously. I'm terrible now. <laughs> it's like, it just it went away like any kind of all it is is like you know basic fundamentals rep, I'm and sure am coordination coordination, repetition just, and just didn't yeah. do it more but i don't know it's it's just like bow hunting like i was super into bow hunting for years and i quit doing it when someone stole my shit and then when i got back out here i was like ah, i'll get back into bow hunting you know whatever i got we got a bow and everything shot five arrows and i was like it's just not there anymore yeah i remember you had your targets <laughs> and stuff
0: set up like you're gonna get all gun oh, yeah. for it and
2: I mean, I guess I just I don't know hyper focused on the raffle thing. But anyways, so, what, what, you know, would you recommend
1: pump action in that scenario? You know, somewhat. I'm an automatic guy. I know that I know that you could be rough and tough and like Benelli.
0: I've had my my M1 like my first duck hunt ever went on. We went to Lake Somerville, south of College Station. I've had that Benelli like dropped in the water and like picked it up, drained it out, make sure no obstructions, yeah. and continue shooting
1: oh yeah. yeah they're hard to beat i personally can't shoot them because they kick me in the face real bad yeah but you cannot break those shotguns i mean that's yeah. what they were made to do but at the end of the day what aaron said was right i mean a pump, pump action has less moving parts man it it's yeah. indestructible
2: oh i mean that first uh, mossberg 500 i had when i got serious because i have a well it's up there it's an old Winchester I'm like I can't do that to that one because it was it was a gift for Christmas when I was a kid so I just went and got a raggedy old it was probably already used up when I got it raggedy old Mossberg 500 and the first choke I tried and the first ammo I tried it patterned so well I was like we're just gonna roll with this I shot that so much till it basically fell apart Yeah. which I mean when you start running those I did learn this when you start running that heavy shot shit all the time it's a little bit harder on these shotguns than what like a birdshot yeah, is. You know. I mean, the, again, the payload, it's so much, uh, tungsten is so much more dense than lead. Like, I mean, we bought a cheap 20 gauge for fox hunting semi-auto. I don't remember what it was. Yeah, I don't remember what, it was a cheap one. Uh, run, the uh, heavy shot. I think it was either two and three quarter, three inch, whatever they made for the 20 gauge. And it wasn't even like a complete heavy shot. It's, a uh, uh, a mixture as a two shot, but it had heavy shot and lead in it, so it was a little bit cheaper. Mm-hmm. It was amazing for fox hunting. Like, out to 60 yards, you're smoking them bastards one shot. But that shotgun eventually just fell the fuck apart. Because also, we'd kill a bunch of rabbits. That was back in the rabbit days. We'd kill a bunch of rabbits with it. So it's just like constantly getting that abuse, and it's just way too cheap to handle all that. But, uh, so, Benelli, you know, M1.
0: Yeah, well, the M2 is like what you... M1, they don't even make anymore, oh, but they're okay. they're like, uh, I recently learned this, uh, not that I did it, but they're very popular among waterfowl hunters because apparently you can, you know, load the gun traditionally, you can get two in the tube, one in the chamber, and somehow you can fit another one in between the tube and the, and the chick called float in the fourth. Huh. I've never done it, but uh, apparently that's, I, was, <laughs> I had this gun in my gun safe and the, the guy, you know the guy that I hunt with, we have like our little right. hunting club. He's like, you need to shoot that in one, dude. They're like, it's like a Colt in the waterfowl community. And I was like, man, this gun's like, it's small. I mean, I shoot, I shoot a really long gun, uh, competition. I, I had a really long Beretta that I was shooting just so it had like almost the same feel. And, uh, and then I, I, start shooting it because I want, you know, oh, all the cool kids are shooting me. That's a, <laughs> and I actually shoot it pretty well, but yeah, I figured out that you can, uh, huh. you can do that. But yeah, M2s, um, That's what my, my Hunting partner shoots, and, I mean, he's had it in some rough stuff. I mean, middle yeah. of plowed peanut fields and four-degree weather, and it's always cycled. And, uh, but, yeah, it's that's what I would be getting.
2: What about, you brought up an interesting point, what about barrel length? So that same premise, I'm going to bird hunt, predator, predator hunt, what barrel length should they be looking for? Or what's what's common, most most common?
0: Well, anything over 30 inches, I think, is going to be more competition oriented. Mm-hmm. Uh, wouldn't you agree? That one. Yeah. 28 yeah. probably your most t- yeah, 20 common. Yeah.
2: Common. Yeah. I think those were 26 or 28. I don't remember.
0: Yeah. I'd, I'd say 26 to, to 30 is going to be your common field guns. Yeah. Um, and 30 is just as of recent with Beretta. I mean, they, you know, they're offering their A400 uh, extremes or whatever they're called now in, in 30 inch barrels and.
2: God, this it's gonna be a long sucker. That's what I had. <laughs> Not gonna
0: be good in the, in the truck for a no, gun. No, no. no, I actually used it for fox hunting, the last big cat I ever did before. Oh,
2: it'll, it would be able. to I would assume it'd be able to get you some range. Out oh there. man, I
0: had a custom built because I, I was gonna go on a snow goose hunt, and I had a, uh, I had a custom order a this shell it held, I think it held like eighteen, eighteen bullets, <laughs> eighteen shells. It was a, God, it was a heavy dude, but it was, it was fun. But even it, it was. Yeah. Got to where a single shot shoot yeah. on me.
2: Hmm.
0: But, but yeah, I would say semi, it's hard for a hunting gun. You can't, you really can't be a Benelli. And, right. that, and that is, I used to be diehard Beretta, but after like, you know, being in the field with them and, and everything, I just, I've since changed my mind.
2: So what about, what about home defense shotguns? Y'all, y'all have any? I don't. I don't. That's, I just figured y'all have like all the things shotgun. I don't know. No. <laughs> <laughs> Because, I mean, when the COVID crap started, you, you know, the, the market got flooded. Well, because people went out and started buying a bunch of home defense shotguns. Well, the rush on gun sales, home defense shotguns. And then it seemed like the market just got flooded with a
1: bunch of shit, like a bunch of.
0: All those
3: Turkish semi-autos. Oh, man, dude, there's just
0: everywhere. Every corner you turn, it's like Turkish gun, Turkish gun.
1: So that's what, that's what uh, Aaron and I talked about coming out here. And uh, Aaron's advice was to stay away from anything Turkish. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, dude, it's. And and y'all kind of of brought up something that that we we kind of skipped over. But, you know, if you're looking for longevity, go ahead and spend the money. Yeah. If if you're not, you know, and and you're just going to shoot it a couple times a year, you know, those work out just fine. Yeah. But.
2: Oh, I mean, that's that's that way with a lot of stuff. You know, tell people the same stuff on rifles. It's like if you want top quality and you're going to use that shit you better start looking at something a little bit higher quality yeah. as opposed to some cheaper quality that okay that's fine for once twice a year but if you're going to use this shit better spend some
1: money because it's going to matter yeah if you're going to leave it for your kids or your grandkids yeah. better better go ahead and spend it now
0: i mean i've seen like you know we call them, academy specials the yieldies i've seen i've seen like you know two week old yieldies kids shooting them like on the 4-h yeah, that I helped coach for a little bit. I've seen the four inches split on, them. like just. Get, <laughs> I've seen them I've seen him fire just closing, just closing the gun. I think.
2: I think Brooks I think I got Brook one. I mean, line. I mean, I'm not saying all of them do it, but man, I just so over and under twenty gauge. Is it the imported into Texas? Is that my the right I, thing?
0: I don't know a whole lot. I don't know
2: from. I kind of think they are from Turkey or something. and They're imported to Texas, or they used to be. Mm-hmm settlement academy right yeah a little 400 dollar over and under absolutely mm-hmm. yeah there's so they
0: kick like a mule too
2: yeah so i have what the hell is that thing James. uh well i already said his name james got it for me uh cz because he knows i'm not in the shotguns so he gave me uh when i first got in here is a cz is it mallard or greenback or some shit it's an over okay. and under 20 games. Yeah,
0: they got like uh like canvas back, I think they got like
2: that. Might be the end. It's not like I may be lying, dude, but it's you know, I'm sure it's like a great shotgun. I would really wouldn't know. I mean, by today's standards, but you could tell like the, this is like almost a copy of that. Some so this is seemed like it was around two thousand dollar mark, maybe that over and under that he got me, whereas this is four hundred dollars. And you just look at them side by side and then go shoot them bastards. When did, you shoot it, you see the real difference. Yeah,
0: I, I did forget about CZ. I mean, C, CZ's making some pretty good stuff. Yeah, they're making a splash right yeah. now on the yeah. shooting. I, I shot with a, with a guy that I grew up shooting with in 4-H. Uh, he was shooting a CZ side by side at this uh, benefit shoot we went to. I mean, he shot a 99 out of 100 with a side by side 28 gauge. And uh, I mean, just straight out of the box. And, hmm. I mean, he's the tr- used to, I did not like him because the triggers were real bad and spongy. Yeah. Um, uh, I shot his and it was,
2: it's pretty nice. So, I mean, you know, I went through this stuff with the predator hunting shotguns because I wanted I wanted nothing more than to get a shorter barreled, twelve gauge, to pattern well out to the ranges I could with this long barreled sub bench. And, again, I would go try to be cheap and buy those probably Turkish shit. <laughs> and I'm going to tell you right now, every single one of them didn't last no time, especially running the heavy shot mm-hmm. stuff. Like, it's uh, spring start breaking. Like, it just it does not work out. And most time, it's so shitty. And, you know, a lot of people want light, the lightest weight things until you start shooting them masters. <laughs> it just, I don't know. Yeah,
0: I mean, you know.
2: On the cheapers. Re, you know, felt recoil and,
0: and, you know, less like, weight it, go hand in hand. Like,
2: if you, uh, shoot it once and you don't like it, like, you just waste a bunch much money. I mean, yeah. I, I wouldn't even want to put it beside my bed just because you can't can't really depend upon it. It's like, is it going to work on them? <laughs> like, you know, I understand people have budgets, but you should probably yeah, save I, your money I, and I just, buy something you know, better. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I
0: mean, you could, you could try to find like a used, uh, like Beretta 390 or, I mean, it'd be a little bit more than that, but uh, there'd be used guns that are just as old as I am that I would trust more than a,
2: <laughs> yeah. Some of that crap you say, yeah. Nowadays. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and that's the
0: thing is like people yeah, have a budget like that. I don't, I don't, well, I'm not saying like I'm like a snob when it you're comes You're
2: pretty hoity-toity over here with your <laughs> fancy shotguns.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I've been doing this for a while, you know, like it's it's not like I I, I started off with a Ruger red label.
2: They even part of that.
0: It is the kicking son of a gun. (laughs) I mean, I don't even know if they make them anymore, but I mean, I, I literally start shooting with a field model, like a 26 inch Ruger red label, 12 gauge, and it kicked the absolute dog shit out of me. Yeah. Yeah. I started
1: out with a H and R single shot. I I had one of those. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I,
0: I guess like my first one that I started off with was a, uh, all synthetic, eight seventy twenty gauge, Ugh. and uh, then dad gave me his uh, his Ruger Red Label, and then you know I I shot shot it for a while, and then I mean I have, I absolutely shot that gun out. You could flip the lever and it will go boom, boom 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 like it just <laughs> it bounces back up. Yeah, and then I you know, switched to the Browning, um, and it was a little bit higher grade Browning just because it, I we don't think the other ones would have held up to the amount of shooting you know right. what I'm doing uh, and then i guess it's been like 8 years now i've been shooting the the and I, I mean i didn't start off with it
1: right what are I mean, you shooting mostly uh my competition guns are Perazzi. uh my small gauge stuff is a caesar greeny um so that uh, that greeny is what i what i hunt with the most in 28
2: so as far as okay they got their shotgun and all that you know they picked out their stuff how would you recommend them practicing before going dove hunting you know
0: five stanfield
2: yeah skeet yeah as far as like what if you know if they don't have access something like
1: that just go to academy and get a little clay thrower and have have some lay throws yeah it's muscle memory and hand eye yeah yeah it helps helps exercise everything so just,
0: and then, I mean, like, you know, basics, a lot of people, I mean, a lot of people want to aim. I don't, I mean, we, you don't aim. Yeah. Um, I've got a mid bead, a bead in the middle of my rib and I've got a a front bead and basically I use it, which I don't even do it anymore. But like, when you first get a gun, you want to kind of feel the fit, you throw it up, you want to make sure everything's lined up. I don't
1: ever notice them. I mean, yeah.
0: you're, uh, if I'm shooting a bird, I'm like literally focused on the beak of the bird or the head of the bird.
1: Right. Um, yeah, if you ever take a look at that, that bead at the end of your gun or anything like that, your gun stops every time, so you're going to be behind the bird every right, time. Right, right. So as far as going back to what you were saying, because I think
2: that's important, excuse me, Uh, if they do have the mid-bead and they have the end bead, what are you getting at there? Like, So let's just say they just got their shotgun. Before they even go shooting, what are some, is there any kind of drills or anything they can go through as far as getting – a little bit better at hand-eye coordination, stuff like that. And explain the beat the in the middle, beat in the end type thing, what you're looking for there.
0: I mean, so shotguns have different cants and, you know, uh, most of them should come out of the box with standard length of pull, which is like 14, three-quarters, something like that. Um, uh, so, like, a good, good example is your Super Black Eagle 3s. They come shooting extremely high, straight, straight out of the box. Um, I can't tell you how many of those I've shimmed in the last couple months. And um, when I throw it up, I am, I am seeing a bead like you're, you're where the, the butt of the gun is. Mm-hmm. I'm seeing the mid, mid bead here. And then the, the front bead would be like that. So it's, it's real candid up for me. Yeah. Um, about,
1: a, about an inch worth of space between your mid bead and your, yeah. and your, so
0: your, your patterns are measured in uh, a ratio on a, on a shotgun. So, um, I shoot 50, 50. So that means that my point of aim, like when you're actually aiming at a patterning board, 50% of my patterns on the top, 50% of the pattern is on the bottom. Uh, to me this is how bad the, the super black Eagles are. It's almost like 90, 10. Um, your first number in the, in the ratio is always going to be your top, your bottoms going to be the, the last one. Uh, so when, when I throw up a gun with two beads, which usually your sporting models come with them. Um, I'm looking for one to be like right in line or just yeah. a little, figure of eight. yeah, little of a figure eight. So kind of, kind of like, and not, not can it left or right. Right. Um, I mean like our, our guns, like our competition guns, we can't shim those. We have to get a new stock made or something like that. Um, but your, your autos and stuff that you buy, your, your pumps, they, they should come with a shim kit and we can generally just, what do you, when do you get your gun and you, what I like to do, like with a with a pump or whatever, um, I don't have to close my eyes or do any of that anymore. You just throw it up where it feels comfortable. Mm-hmm. You got you got a natural pocket in your shoulder, um, and that's what a lot of people do too. They try to like put it too far out, yes, or they put it too high up, up their yeah, or too far. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> there's a there's a pocket here, and right. you want to hold it tight in that pocket because I mean the more the, the looser you hold it, the harder you're getting kicked. I yeah. mean, it's just like punching. Uh, you try to punch something like that, it ain't it's nothing. But you give it a little, little, little yeah. room or a little give, it's gonna you're gonna feel it a lot more.
2: Uh, so as far as the shim kits go, explain that. Like, I don't have any idea what you're talking about. <laughs> I've
0: never even. They are they are different with every gun, but uh, they come with pretty clear instructions. So basically, um, it's like a washer. Mm-hmm. And one part of it, the bottom, the bottom part's going to be real thin. The top part should be a lot fatter. And then if you flip it over, uh, like you, you, the reversible, <laughs> usually the left and right side will be a different thickness as well. So it's it it will throw your gun down, and then depending on which side you have flipped, it'll either push it out to the right to the left, and that's to get you more in line with the rib and the bead, and just to assure it's a more natural throw when you throw it up.
2: So are we talking about for the. Mid beat or the end beat? It,
0: it's it's this. The shim goes on the stock in between the stock oh. and the action.
1: So you're just okay. you're, you're yeah, cha- is only going to be on your pumps and your and you're, your you're hog- those, Yeah, yeah.
0: So you're actually changing the way. The from the action back is fitting into you. I got you. So it's
1: changing the way. Right. The I thought
2: we was talking about that bead. No, to I'm sorry. Make no, the, no, no, no. Well, no. he's trying
1: to make everything line up. Yeah. Right. But, 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 but shimming your stock one one direction or the other to make it right. line up for basically it. fit you, I you better. I should have explained it a little better. But yeah, I'm th- I'm I, like I was I, I was with
3: you the whole time. I'm like yeah. I don't know. No, you're not. Hundred <laughs> well, percent. no, I finally realized I'm like
0: that's what those things that come up with the gun yeah, are. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I mean, they're useful. Every every Benelli I've ever I mean, shit. Even the the Berettas, I've I've got a shim them. And that god,
2: the new Berettas are such a pain in the ass to so, shim Okay, to. now that we clarified what you're what the hell you're talking about
0: for the you know twenty five percent of the room. So <laughs>
2: he's so very basically, dense. So how are you? How are you deciding? Are you going off feel and uh, like when you throw that thing up, you shouldered and it's comfortable? When you got? Are y'all looking for a good cheek weld on a shotgun? Absolutely. Absolutely. When it came to predator hunting, I shot my shit like a rifle because, you know, it's about like shooting rifle. Oh, but dude, I'm like, I'm, I'm in, the, yeah. I'm in the, so what you're saying is cheek weld is very important. It's crazy. Yeah. Absolutely. So anyways, we got our shim kit. So, and we're just going to shoulder it where it's comfortable, get a good cheek weld. What are we looking for as far as determining which shim to use? Like. When you throw it up, natural point of aim and everything, are you looking for them beads to be lined up in a straight barrel and everything? Yeah, I, I, it really. Should they go somewhere to have a specialist help them with it? Yeah, I
0: mean, you're really not going to know until you shoot it. Um, some people don't like shooting 50-50. I do. A lot of people, I'd say majority of people are shooting like 60-40 or maybe right. even 70-30, but yeah. I like a really flat shooting shotgun. Right. Um, but basically what they want to look for at home is they want to make sure they're not looking over over the rib like to the right or you know not looking into it enough because and then at at a patterning board or at a a facility with a qualified guy we can even adjust it
2: right so it's i mean it's kind of something you could do at home but you probably ought to i've literally never even heard of this shit
3: (laughs) it sounds like it's one of those things if you're asking how to do it you should probably go find somebody right i mean
0: that may be your issue why you're like not so good at it Right now, he's I mean, why well, you, you suck. Just suck. Uh, I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it's probably also
2: like the fact that I don't ever shoot shotguns. Just put a red dot on it, it would be fine. I mean, I carried my printer hunting shotgun last year, which also had to pull the extended tube off, but it felt good. Dude, I
0: was just, <laughs> I, I, I've sold that Beretta that I, uh, that I hunted with. I just got an arrow shaft, it kept the extension <laughs> <Yeah>. on it because <laughs> yeah. I don't know where the original hardware is. So I just, right. like, literally went to Academy and a 29 uh, inch arrow was perfect.
2: Yeah. So, if you, you know, is there any YouTube channels that, that y'all recommend to people? Like, anybody putting out any good information out there? I think, what, Gil and Vicki Ash, don't they put something yeah, out?
0: Yeah, uh, I think Anthony Modere has some, some good stuff out. Uh, even Gev Miles has some really good stuff, too.
2: As far as, like, going to get more information on this type of stuff? Yeah, which, like, like
0: basics of shooting and, uh, like, really helping you out, like, not aiming and Right, and stuff like that. I
2: think a lot of people probably aiming is their, their problem. But right. also, like a lot of this stuff, I mean, probably things are, information is getting out there way easier nowadays. I'm sure there's a lot to be learned if you really wanted to become better, which most people are just like, I'm going to buy more shells. Dude, I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you, like, one of the
0: worst things is just not a proper fitting shotgun. Right, A, a properly fitted shotgun makes a world of difference.
2: So as far as your, obviously – you know, depending on what shotgun and all that, get it properly fitted. And, make, and if you can, if you need help, usually a lot of towns will have some sort of place to go shoot skiing or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sure there's going to be someone there that can help you out. You can probably pay to get lessons or whatever. Mm-hmm. So if, if you get your shotgun, you know, you feel like it's fitted to you, shoot a pattern board, all that moving on from there what are as far as uh stance what type of stance do you like to see as far as like so are you and this (laughs) this goes across all firearms most people their stance is just sloppy as shit and when they shoot it really rocks them back and all that are you kind of are you kind of taking on like almost like a tactical type stance where you're really Pushing your shoulder into it, and you know, keeping it on target and all that.
0: I mean, man, I'm gonna be honest. I'm like the world's worst at consistency for stance.
2: (laughs) He is very consistent,
0: but yeah, he takes a more tactical style. Uh, Yeah, shoulder width apart. Yeah,
1: yeah. Opposing foot, leaning slightly. Yeah, just like you would in a batting stance or anything else. And yeah, and uh, nose over toes. That's the biggest. Yeah, biggest information right there. Yeah, because I mean, leaned into it.
2: And a lot of times, and I tell people like, when we're like, you know going over that kind of shooting. I'm like, you might feel stupid right now. Like you, feel, you might feel like you're leaning over so far that you're going to fall over. But let me show you this picture of you before I fixed your stance. And they're always like, you know, in what it's same thing with the, in my opinion, same thing with a rear bag, if you don't have, if you're not loading that firearm properly, when you go to shoot you're, it's a, almost always it's going to be a high miss because it's literally the recoils just throwing you out of there. And I would assume that could be totally wrong. I would assume it's probably more dramatic on a shotgun where someone has like a real shitty stance and they're leaned back, you know, like a lot of people well, are. Yeah.
1: You just can't control the gun when you're, when yeah. you're in that position.
0: It, uh, it, uh, like another thing that a lot of people do is uh, like not shooting with both eyes open.
1: Right. Uh, I mean, yeah. you lose your
0: depth perception when you, yeah. when you don't have, and then, the more, going back to a properly fitted gun, the more, like you're you're tilted like this, the, you know, that that also dampens your depth mm-hmm. perception. That's that's all shotgun is: is judging distance, right? Uh, subconsciously making a lead. Um, it's just like throwing a football to a guy running or out or something. Like you're not throwing where he is. You 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 you're doing all these calculations and yeah, of where he's going. And that's the same thing with shooting. But in, you know, the second you start taking one eye away from it, or or not getting a level, uh, you know eyesight of the, of the the field you're shooting in it, it you're just not getting accurate
2: right but, so i mean cheek weld and all that stuff super yeah. important you know i don't know how you would explain this other than load the shotgun i mean it's same thing with a rifle load your bipod i mean uh, build a solid shooting position if you want to shoot good i mean it's pretty much that simple but i would say like it's probably more again it's probably way more dramatic with shotguns as opposed to missing high, when you see some of these people stands like they're.
3: You're also pointing up. Yeah, a lot of times so you're lot, losing some. A lot losing of times,
2: a lot of times it's uh, people like aren't strong enough to be holding the shotgun they're holding. I don't know. It it looks it looks just sad, pathetic. I don't yeah.
0: know. Oh yeah, and I, I mean it's uh, I mean I see a lot like four H. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure. Pre COVID, I was like you know helping out with four H, and not as much as I wanted to, just because of work and everything. And uh, I mean. Be kids that their parents want them to start shooting over and unders, and they'd be like, I, I mean, they they could just get enough to to call for the bird and shoot, and then they'd be like, oh yeah, you know. Like, <laughs> I'm like, man. And, I
2: always tell man. people like when we're talking about shooting from a standing position, I always tell people like you're in a defensive posture right now, and also look at this picture of you. Like you think you're standing up straight, but you're actually like leaned back, and you know you're. You're almost like you're scared. I'm like, get in that son of a bitch. Like, you're going to... It's the same thing with a bird or a cow or anything else. Like, I'm going to fucking kill this thing. Mm-hmm. Like, get, get serious about it, and it'll... You know, it'll show up on your target. I mean, 100%.
1: Absolutely. So, it'll also show up on your shoulder, too. You yeah. To yeah. Like oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah.
2: Well, then, you know, that's another thing that you touched on earlier was where to put the shotgun. Uh, I think... Man, that's where it'd be nice, like, if... Uh, all stores, when when you buy that firearm, it should be so. Whoever's working there should be pretty well versed and go ahead and give you some point especially if they know you're a first time buyer firearm. Because what it could end up doing is ruin ruin you. Like if you go buy, someone sells you something that's probably too big for you, or you know whatever the case may be. And then they don't give you any kind of tips for where to go, find some help and stuff like that. They take it home, they get their ammo out, and they put it in. They're holding it like shit, and it's not, it's not in there good. And then or either it's like up on their collarbone, or you see the most where it's way too out and on their shoulder. Yeah, yeah man, that kills me when I and see it. What it could possibly do is like completely push that person away from getting into the outdoors and everything else. So, you know, the people who are selling these things, I feel like it should just be if you're going to sell shotguns, you should be about like y'all, you know, you should be really about the sport and give them, go ahead and give them some pointers. Like, Hey, this is what you need to look for. This is what you need to do. And it'll make their first experience because that's going to, it's really going to set itself apart. Like your first experience is going to usually uh, determine if you're going to go down this road or you would be like, yeah, if that, I mean, we've we've seen that. Like we've seen
0: like women go out there and shoot. I mean, I would say, like, probably out here, there's probably more charity shoots and, yeah. and chances and opportunities for people to, to get into sporting clay than just about anywhere else in the nation. I mean, there's something going on every weekend pretty yeah. much when it's not freezing cold or burning hot. Uh, well, even when it's super hot, there's still stuff going on. But uh, you'll get, like, some of these women that work in the one gas companies that go out for charity shoots. They'll shoot one station out of 12, and they're like, oh, never again. And it's, you know, it's, it's from – you know, some guys that are just weekend warriors or, like, you know, whatever, going out there and just giving them a gun that's too yeah. long. Yeah. I mean, you, <laughs> women, you know, naturally have a shorter length of pull. It's like why when Caesar Guarini came out with their Siren series, I mean, it's a short gun. Mm-hmm. It's designed specifically for them. Uh, they they shoot these guns, and then, you know, some of these guys are bringing out shells that are way too big to be shooting sporting clays yeah. with. They're just... I mean, they're they're hunters, you know. Yeah. They're, they're bringing they stuff, but it turns a lot of women away yeah. to where they yeah, don't want to do it, and, and even kids. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it you know, like even with twelve gauges, there's there's a lot of things you could do. There's uh, Fioki makes a trainer load, uh, which we got a buddy. His son, that's all he shoots is uh, trainer loads out of his gun. I mean, and he crushes clays with them. Um, so there's like a lot of things you can do, and there's a lot of uh, different loads you can. You can do, right. what, But ultimately it comes down to, I think, the fit. And, that's, yeah. and I mean, I've seen people just get absolutely beat up over a gun that shouldn't do it and get bruised yeah. and everything. And it, I mean, it's, it is, it's brutal if you don't. Right. I mean, I can shoot, there's some 20, 20 gauges and like some four tens that I'll, that I'll shoot that are way too small. And they kick the dog crap out of me. Yeah. Man. yeah. I mean, I won't shoot
2: them. Yeah. I mean, a lot of this, again, going back, really harping on cheap shit. If you want to have a bad experience, go buy a cheap, shitty, semi-automatic. One, it's it's going to give you a lot of trouble. more likely, two, it's not going to be fit well. <clears throat> They're not going to care about things like quality and all that. And you shove off like a three-inch shell and that bastard, and you won't shoot it at once. And oh. but I mean, there is a huge difference when you start spending a little bit more money on equipment especially as it pertains to shotguns, I feel like more than anything shotguns, like how they shoot, how they feel, and all that stuff. It's a, There's a there's a big difference. I mean, I mean
0: that's what's weird. I mean, like you can look at, like, the bolt guns. You got rigor Americans, which are, you know, good entry-level guns. Like mm-hmm. so, I mean, I've cited some in for some guys at Ally, and yeah. one whole gun. I yeah. mean, they shoot just as good as some of the custom rifles I've yeah. shot. But you take, like – you take a gunworks and a and a Ruger American there's a chance that Ruger American is going to shoot as good as that gunworks well, You can't take I don't think you're ever going to take a 300 400 dollar <laughs> shotgun and take like a 10,000 15,000 Parazzi and yeah I don't think it's ever going to be a comparable playing right. gun. Yeah. I mean maybe if you get like a natural shot or, or something like that I'm not saying like a guy can, can't go out there with a 300 something right. dollar gun and beat a guy that's shooting shoot that's not at all what I'm saying but I'm just yeah. I, for like longevity and
2: yeah there's gonna be vast differences in how they feel i mean yeah it's like i said i went through the whole thing of i want to try new shotguns and just buying the cheap ones and all that stuff and there's there's really no comparison as far as how they feel when you're actually shooting them yeah well you had had touched on
3: somebody touched on on it earlier it's like a shotgun way more than any other gun is going to be relevant way longer than after you purchase it yeah like you get a new bolt gun there's going to be something newer and better out in five to ten years. Yeah. Shotguns are going to you're going to get a lot more mileage out of them, and you're probably going to pass that on.
0: Yeah. And you're going to be shooting a ton of more shells through yeah. a shotgun yeah. than you are. Yeah,
3: like you can take a expensive thirty year old shotgun, and it's still going to
0: be a really nice shotgun. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, our our guns are expensive, but they are not expensive compared to what some people around
2: here. Oh are yeah, sure. I for mean, sure.
0: It is it blow your mind.
3: So yeah. where does where does that you know obviously y'all shoot higher end stuff kind of when do you hit the point of diminishing returns on spending money on shotguns? Because there's a point where it becomes art, obviously. Yeah.
0: I mean, I, my guns. <clears throat> you know, it's, it's, what, what, it, what model do you shoot? I shoot a Perazzi MX-8. So it's like just a, I mean, there ain't nothing pretty about it. I mean, I got, it, my <laughs> stock's broke. I got, he was there when I broke my stock. I got blue electrical tape around it. Like it is. It looks it, good. <laughs> it, 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 it is not, it's not for aesthetics. It is 100%. Yeah. It's a tool. It's a, it's a tool. Yeah. Uh, his is prettier than mine. He shoots a grade above mine, MX-2000.
1: Mine's actually a 12 because it's got uh, the coolest triggers. Oh, yeah, yeah, leaves. yeah. Um, man, right. I, I don't know.
0: I mean, it's just, I, I wouldn't say.
1: Depending. So, really, once you step up past, like, your base grade of your higher-land mm-hmm. guns, then you're paying for engraving in the wood after that. Yeah. And yeah. that's really it. The, the mechanics yeah. of the gun are all all the same. Right. So...
0: Yeah, I mean, I was looking at the reason why I have electrical tape. I was looking at wood for my gun. I mean, you're looking at like five grand.
2: Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that electrical tape works just fine. I, I I mean, we were doing a,
0: a European uh, partridge yeah, simulator. <laughs> and, I mean, it's, it's like they have this kind of similar to y'all's machine out here. It's uh, it's like four or five traps, and they oscillate yeah. and up and down. And we're in a draw. And so we're shooting them over. And it's competition we're doing. And I literally just shot and my stock cracked on both sides. I mean I could feel it, pitch my hand. And uh so I had a gunsmith in town. He he poxied it up, put some brass rods in there, and then I could still feel the crack, so I just Yeah, wrap it
2: electrical tape. Whatever, it works. That's yeah. the way I am. <laughs> yeah.
3: Should I uh, try some hockey tape? Would uh,
2: yeah. Would uh man, what's next, Fitz? Oh,
3: you covered he covered most bases. Um
2: you know, without getting into the whole nother again, I want to get y'all.
0: What was that gun you're telling me about on the way up here? That's like, cause we're talking about, Oh, like, oh, well,
2: like I want to ask y'all about, we'll get into a little bit of predator hunting stuff, but go ahead.
0: So, uh, like youth guns, you know, like kids grow fast. So, mm-hmm. um, a lot of the kids I was coaching, they're shooting bread, a 400 explorers or three ninety ones. You got to take that gun. You got to cut it down, to get it to fit them. And then, or you got to find a stock and cut it down. Um, he was telling me on the way up here, and I knew they were at, they were like developing this gun. I just didn't know it was out. But
1: it's it's a it's a Beretta A four hundred. I believe it's called the Ultra Modular, and so it comes with you know small pieces or shims or spacers. Yeah, basically, so you can shorten that gun all the way up for a for a real small child, and then right just keep adding to it as they grow. And it, yeah, and to be honest, I mean, I don't know why. Other shotgun companies haven't done this before. Yeah, I
2: mean... It's getting pretty common in, in the rifles and exactly. stuff. Exactly. Yeah. And, you know, used to, uh, I mean, it's still an issue nowadays that stocks aren't worth the shit on rifles, especially on lower costs. But some of your mid-range, mid-range rifles and a lot of your aftermarket stocks, oh, that Magpul will do it. You can get shims for the butt stock, and you can also camp the uh, butt pad and stuff like that to really fit you perfectly. It is pretty... It should be more of a thing in shotguns, especially shotguns, where getting them fit to you can really, uh, especially as it pertains to a shotgun, can really be, if it's not fit to you good, it can be really detrimental to shooting it because it can make the recoil worse and everything else. Because I've tried, with the predator hunting stuff, I tried all kinds of recoil-saving crap and all that, and I don't remember what it was. I think it was for that Mossberg 500. It's some sort of recoil absorbing system,
0: like a mercury thing,
2: mercury brake. It was a. They go in the man. I don't remember. Stock? It's been too long ago. It replaced the whole buttstock. It was like this. Uh,
1: Not like a gray coal
2: more reaction. of a
0: like an ISIS or a, a gray coil. more
2: color. of a uh, tactical looking thing. But it would. Uh, I think it, it was the a mercury shock or something. It would absorb the recoil, mm-hmm. and it worked amazing but it it changed it up to where like i couldn't get a good beat on anything anymore and the vibration from that whatever it was doing
0: yeah it's one of those mercury it would hybrid reducers
2: like one shot and i'd almost get a goddamn headache from the vibration that come through that some bitch. but it would it literally because at that time i was shooting three and a half inch heavy shot i was wanting like kill shit dead or dead uh, yeah and your shoulder yes <laughs> But it, it works really good for the recoil, but it just your face hurts a goddamn bad. You're like, oh, I'll just put the other stock back up because this ain't worth a shit. Yeah, man. So with that, I do have some questions more driven towards the predator hunting side of things. You know, you'll give up your recommendation for like a do-it-all type mm-hmm. shotgun. Let's say I want a, I'm a predator hunter. I'm not going to shoot wings at all. I'm going to be shooting anywhere from BB to double lot three inch three and a half inch a lot of guys want three and a half but three inch three and a half i want a tried true semi-auto and i am not gonna take care of this son of a bitch it's hands down Benelli. <laughs> yeah no question yeah <laughs> hands down because i mean most people don't predator hunters are bad about taking care of shit and 100 percent on you know shotgun is like this is, this is worse than a stepchild it's and then they're like, I don't know why I don't do battery. <laughs> so, as far as shooting buckshot, like BB to buckshot, when you go buy your ammo, most of they're going to have recommendations on what choke to run. But uh, it's more common knowledge nowadays. Uh, you need to really pattern test the oh, choke, yeah. 100%. And that, that can mean that you – you may be buying this ammo for years and it, and you wonder why you can't kill nothing after thirty yards. That's because the goddamn pattern's going everywhere. So you need to need a pattern test. Now, how does the for the people that don't know talk about the force cone? Forcing cone? Yeah. Uh, Where's it at? What does it do? Why? You know why is this better than that? Like get it get into that. So the forcing cone
0: is in between the chamber and it's right after the chamber. Um, It it, they vary in length depending Mm -hmm. on manufacturer like Beretta, I think claims to have the longest one right now in their steelium barrels. Yeah. Uh, Prior
1: to that, it was Browning. Yeah.
0: Um, So basically it, after you, um, you fire the shot and the, the wad and the shot enters the barrel, Mm -hmm. it starts compressing the shot. So you're not shooting down just a a barrel, and then it gets slammed into constriction right. by yep. the by the choke. So it starts compressing it, mm. and the the you know the longer the the uh, theoretically the longer right. the forcing cone, the more um,
2: the better it is. Yeah, like you don't get a lot of bounce. Yeah, there. you're not
0: you're gonna less holes in your distortion. Batteries. Yeah, yeah.
2: So I mean, basically, what you want is. That transition to the choke to be as smooth as possible, <laughs> so that way, when which most of the time all those are going to have some sort of long range wad, you know that's supposed to hold together longer and all that stuff. So you want, you know, you don't want that to be a, all of a sudden, you know, slammed yeah. slammed down to a tight restriction because what's probably going to happen is as soon as it comes out, it's going to really open up because it's or it's going or deform your destroy shot, destroy your you know choke or gun. yeah. yeah. So, what the forcing cone does, essentially, is what it's called, is it forces it down. And I read a bunch of literature on it a long time ago, and they, they tested it. One time, there was a company that tested it, like, all the way down the barrel to the choke and all this other kind of Lost, stuff. Lost a lot of velocity and all yeah. sorts of stuff, yeah. So, is there a way to, let's say I buy a shotgun, whatever it is. I'm going to gonna I'm gonna build out the ultimate predator hunting shotgun. I'm going to get the, what you say, Benelli or Bretta? Benelli. Benelli. Is there anywhere I can send it and be like, "Hey, I'm going to shoot some tungsten shot double odd or whatever it may be." Yeah, Rob Roberts. I want this son of a bitch to be set up to just the most long-range pattern home thing ever.
0: I I mean, Rob I would say Rob Roberts. He he's like I mean, he does stuff for Benelli Performance Shop. Um he's a waterfowl guy, but he will uh pattern test, he builds his own chokes. Um, I mean, he he will lengthen your forcing cone for you Mm -hmm. in your gun. Um, yeah, he does everything for Benelli's. Um, he's like a Benelli wizard. What was his name? Rob Roberts.
2: Rob Roberts is that the name of his website or yeah, just
0: Rob Roberts? I forget what it is, but uh, yeah, he's. I'm sure sure if
3: you put Benelli on the end of that, you'll
0: find it. Yeah, yeah, I think he's out of Georgia.
2: Yeah. So as far as uh, what what barrel length would you do you think you'd recommend for like a straight. Predator hunting rig. I mean,
0: that's that's going to be dependent on like. Uh, I would say anything over. I mean, I don't know. You're going to be like close setups. Anything under thirty inches is what I would probably.
1: Right. I would prefer shorter personally yeah. because yeah. So it's easier to move around. Yeah. Twenty-six I mean, inch barrel. Dude, turkey hunters yeah.
0: are shooting like twenty-four to twenty-six inch barrels, yeah. and they're killing stuff. If you're shooting tungsten, don't, I don't think it really matters. Yeah. I mean, they're uh, like, it's like, it's like I said, people are killing geese at 80 yards with a little hr single shot 410s yeah so i mean, I, mean it, I don't think it matters with
2: right with that. as far as
1: <clears throat> hmm.
2: and the forcing cone
0: like a lot of times if you have a really good forcing cone it alleviates a lot of the recoil as well
1: absolutely
2: what about i never thought about that what about uh porting a barrel god don't do it. No. Don't do it. So loud. So just out of the noise alone, does it does it help keep the muzzle down? Like,
1: um, is there any?
0: It does, but I think a proper fitting gun will alleviate more than the porting does.
2: Proper right.
1: fitting gun, and I honestly think it's it, it, it's it's been something that's been used over the years as to decrease barrel rise. But at the end of the day, I can't tell the difference holding a shotgun that's ported versus one that isn't.
2: Yeah. Right. If it's a proper fitting and you're yeah. actually shooting it properly, yeah. If your
1: stance is good <laughs> and you have good control of the gun, you should be able to control not that even, recoil. Just not worth it. nicely. Yeah. makes it loud though. Your, your buddy's oh, all shooting sure. around. Yeah, I'm I sure. mean it's it's like,
0: uh um, you, you a you know, rifle. Yeah, too. it's just.
2: What about ear pro? What ear pro do y'all wear?
0: I wear like foam plugs. That's it. I or I have like some custom molded ones, but. Uh, My dogs don't chew (laughs) those.
1: I'm running sportier molded. I can't
0: can't shoot anything over the year, it gets like in the way of the
2: right, right? Yeah, I've got some, I haven't even used them yet. I'll probably use them. I guess I'm gonna try and shoot a dove or two this year. Some walkers, it's Bluetooth game ear stuff. Mm -hmm. It's Pretty, I'm gonna try it out this year. I mean. I would highly recommend using some sort of ear pro. Yeah. I mean,
0: I, <laughs> I, I, I didn't wear it for years and,
2: uh, I, oh, mean, just it, it, yourself, I mean, if, you know,
0: if, if me and my wife ever separate for a reason, it's going to be because I'm constantly saying, <laughs> yeah. It, yeah, it's, it's all, I can't hear anything, man. What's that? <laughs> if I can't hear anything, it's a ring.
3: Yeah, <laughs> I think, I thought, uh, I think to wrap it up, um, great question to be, what are the, from each of you, what are the biggest mistakes you guys see? People getting into shotguns make like whether it's buying something or doing something what are things you just abhorrently disagree with
1: aaron you go first i'm thinking man i think but there's, there's got to be some stupid shit people do i think stance has, has yeah and, and just how you hold the firearm i think that that makes the biggest impression
0: yeah uh you know just buying things based off what you Know so maybe somebody without getting actual real help, just buying something that somebody told them to do, right. right? And uh, but yeah, stances and the way they hold it is just like,
2: yeah, key,
0: yeah. I mean, you could take up, you could take a let's say for instance, like on the skeet field, I've I, it's happened plenty of times, we've seen it and we've done it, we've corrected it. You'll take a kid or a full grown man who will shoot like six out of 25, you fix his stance, the way he holds the gun placement of his of his off arm on the fore end, and he will double if not triple. That. I mean, it will take it from like a six to a fifteen or eighteen just from fixing those things. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I think how you hold the gun is is huge too. I mean, I, I hold I point with this finger. Right. I don't wrap around. I mean, yeah. Uh, it's just I think that's like the biggest
2: right. So would would you recommend someone getting newly getting into it? Almost not necessarily a dry fire drill, but almost, you know, if the, if the gun fits them properly and everything else, would you recommend them like going through the motion and getting a good stance? And Oh yeah, I still I do that. that. Yeah. if kind I of seems like
0: I mean, I, I've got a really big shoot coming up uh, in Illinois at the end of next month. If I'm home, I'm playing with my gun. Yeah. I, I'm getting comfortable in it because I'm shooting events that I, I haven't shot in 15 years. Uh, I mean, there's a lot, a lot of money on the line. Yeah. Um, I'm getting as which I'm already very comfortable with my gun, but,
2: uh, you just just muscle memory. Yeah, exactly. exactly. I mean, I,
0: I've shot, I've shot less in the last two years, three years than I've ever shot in my life. And I, I, I'm shooting against some of the world's best next month. And so I'm, I'm wanting to get as familiar with it. And there's no reason why anybody else shouldn't do that. Uh, Right. But yeah, that is a huge thing. I pick a a spot on the wall or I'll, I'll, take like shotgun holes and I'll put them like on my mantle and everything mm-hmm. and then I'll bring up and just point get my natural
1: point yeah. to them
2: natural point aim muscle mm-hmm. memory you don't it may seem this is just something people probably never even thought about like getting a shotgun out and just doing some little I guess you'd call it dry fire drills I don't know is it okay to drive fire a shotgun depends on the gun I mean our
0: guns we have to have snap caps or something right because uh, we, we don't have traditional springs ours right. are like a uh how would you describe it it's like a bent. It's like a. I don't know how you describe it. It's I don't just, either. It's not a spring. It's like right. a. I mean, it is, but it's not. It's like a leaf spring. Fold it in <laughs> half, and uh,
2: so you need stamp caps,
0: but they have a tendency to break at the most inconvenient times.
1: Yeah, That's th- awesome. But I think one thing for your listeners too is if they practice things like that, they they realize that how much that that crosses over to their to yeah. their rifle game yeah, as well, yeah. and it oh, just yeah, improves everything.
2: Uh, and the pistols, rifles, like tactical shooting, shotgun, and it's all the same. Like you do some drive quote unquote, dry fire practice or natural point aim type practice. It's going to help you in all things. Like all of these things are key ingredients to being a better marksman. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess that's a good place to stop. Yeah.
3: I'm going to add on to that. No matter what you do, it's like getting yourself out of the way of the gun, yep. whether it's rifle shooting, yeah. shotguns, anything. Yep. Because we just all mess everything up. Pretty much. We're gonna we're gonna end on that now. (laughs) (laughs) Are you gonna send it off?
2: Well, we appreciate y'all coming, and we'll see you guys next time.